0: This
1: is a Socialist News and Views special report.
2: I'm Nick Schillingford, coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special report. Monday was Indigenous Peoples Day and World Homeless Day. It was also a day a number of groups in Minneapolis called an emergency action in response to multiple forced evictions of encampments of unhoused peoples in the city. The action was called by Families Supporting Families Against Police Violence, Community Kitchen, Anti-War Committee, Twin Cities Coalition for Justice for Jamar, Racial Justice Network, Native Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Twin Cities Metro, Copwatch, Minneapolis. Black Lives Matter Minnesota, Justice Frontline Aid, MN Wrongfully Convicted Judicial Reform, and Communities United Against Police Brutality. Here's the text from the Facebook group for the emergency action. Quote, over 100 people were forced from their homes this week as the city of Minneapolis and Minneapolis Police Department raised three encampments to the ground in a single day. Meanwhile, Hennepin County evicted a halfway house that same day, its residents given less than 24 hours, in some cases less than an hour, advance notice. City workers and private contractors bulldozed people's homes and destroyed what little belongings they did have. On the coldest day we've had this fall, police prevented residents from retrieving necessities like food, sleeping bags, medications, and barred press and volunteers from the area. They arrested three people for attempting to help the residents. We stand in solidarity with our unhoused neighbors in the Twin Cities who deserve the right to dignity and a safe place to lay their head. We stand in solidarity with our friends, relatives, and neighbors in opposing this brutal and inhumane violation of their rights, the prioritization of property over people, and the continued failure of our current systems. Join us Monday, October 10th, in honoring Indigenous Peoples Day and World Homeless Day, end quote. They also collected blankets, tents, and heaters, among other items, at the October 10th emergency action. Now, here is an approximately one-minute clip from a speech of the action by Melanie Groves, who is a Minneapolis resident, mutual aid worker, and currently does not have permanent housing. Apologies. The sound quality is not the best on this clip because of some background sound we had to remove. I
3: could use help, and I could use support. And when I did mutual aid, on the other side of things, it wasn't because I thought I would be homeless, and maybe someone would help me. I knew that if somebody was suffering or struggling, and I could tell that that was going to make my life better. It was going to make the community stronger. It was going to give people hope. It was going to make the world a better place. And now where are we? We're making laws that make it illegal.
2: At the end there, Melanie Groves said through tears, they're going to keep moving me on. I'm never going to find a place where I feel safe. A number of the other organizations spoke at the event. Here are three of those speeches now. The speakers will be Rissa from Native Lives Matter, DJ Hooker, who was arrested defending one of the encampments, and Toshira Garraway of Families Supporting Families Against Police Violence. Here are those speeches.
1: So, hello, everyone. My name is Risa. My spirit name is Osekomagloke, which means shining earth woman. I'm a Gizi clan, and I'm from the wider uh, nation of Ojibwe. First, I'd like to apologize. I have my speech on my phone because I'm not a good public speaker. Anyway, next, I want to say Happy Indigenous Peoples Day to all my cousins, uncles, and deadly aunties. <laughs> Happy Indigenous Peoples Day to my spicy cousins on the south side of the white man's border. I see you and I stand with you. As always, we're going to recognize that we are standing on stolen land that was wrongfully and harmfully taken from Dakota people. Minnesota Makoche is the homeland of Dakota people and just miles from here where the Minnesota and Mississippi rivers meet is the place of their genesis and unfortunately their genocide. I'd like to remind everyone that nobody, and I repeat, nobody was homeless before 1492. No one was unhoused before Christopher Columbus stumbled upon this sacred indigenous land. But ever since he arrived here, homelessness has been an ongoing problem for 530 years. I'm going to say that one more time. Five hundred and thirty years. That means that generation after generation after generation has experienced some of the same violent acts that our brothers and sisters here in Minneapolis have within the past week. And that is a major problem. It's a problem because what the city is doing, what these cops are doing, what Jacob Fry is doing is violating multiple human rights that these people have. To name a few, those are the right to food and shelter, the right to own property, the right to have privacy, to be free from discrimination and no unfair detainments. These basic human rights are being disregarded when these encampments are bulldozed and people's belongings are being trashed. Lives are put into harm's way as somebody could still be sleeping in a tent. Lives are put into danger when having to deal with cops, period. We all know how cops are, especially here in Minneapolis. Everything about these evictions being done is traumatizing. It don't help that the majority of people who are living in these encampments are most likely in this predicament from past trauma and hardships that life and society threw at them. When I see homeless people, I see suffering people. Suffering in many different ways. Some in active addictions. Some not just because someone has an addiction does not mean they are undeserving of a home, privacy, food, etc. The suffering these relatives are experiencing is a direct result of the way this corrupt system operates. Systemic oppression, institutionalized racism, and settler colonialism. These systems were put into place to degrade our people. The homelessness of black and brown bodies is what they wanted to do. And now that they've got that, it's still a problem for them. Our existence is still a problem for them. That's why they are trying to get rid of these encampments and the communities that our unhoused relatives have created for themselves. Ridding
4: these
1: these people of their homes, regardless of their tents, and their belongings is an act of suppression and abusive colonization. And it's not helping anything but doing more harm. Today, I stand here with my comrades and on behalf of Native Lives Matter to demand an end to the housing crisis, to demand an end to camp evictions, and to demand funding be put in place to resolve this problem. We need more affordable housing. We need renter's justice. We need more treatment programs and transitional housing programs. We need social workers and therapists working with our unhoused relatives, not cops. We need a new system because the one Columbus and his other colonizers have put into place is not working for black, brown and black people as it never was supposed to. And as I wrap as I wrap this up today, I just want to ask Jacob Fry, where exactly do you expect these people to go? If they can't live in public public parks, if they can't live under bridges, if they can't live in vacant, vacant lots.
0: Where can they go? Be good. My name is D.J. Lookert. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about what I uh, experienced, uh, because what happened was the other day we were, they uh, kept evicting people, so we came here and we stopped one of the city council meetings, and then after that they actually was evicting over on Franklin. And cedar, So we headed over there to go help to make sure people had a way to leave their stuff out in time because we know that they burn and destroy stuff if it's not out in time. And so uh, what ended up happening was uh, the officers were telling me I was near the line and so I started backing up and on the way back I told them that I thought I was supposed to be busy and I thought I was supposed to be understaffed. Don't y'all have some black folks to be killing somewhere? And then that's when they told me that I was under arrest. You know, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can can hurt you, like can kill you. What's going on? So they they um, had me on a 36-hour probable cause hold, and they were treating people terrible in the jail cells. People were yelling and screaming how they weren't animals, and the cops were coming by and telling them to yell louder, and they're gonna be in there a while as they were laughing just stuff that's like, cartoonishly evil. Um, and what we need to do is we need to focus on making sure that our neighbors are housed, right? Because the city is doing nothing. They're giving no resources, right? We gotta make sure that we have the context of what's going on, right? Like, why all these camps started popping up. These campus started popping up because in 2020, COVID happened, right? And everyone went in their houses, right? No one told any of the other people. All they did is they shut down all the restaurants. They shut down all the resources. And no one even told, how are they going to figure out? A lot of people don't even have cell phones or, elect- you know, electronics. Everyone just goes to their house and the people are like, okay, something's going on. We can't get some of the resources we can. So we're going to build our power collectively. And that's how we start getting a lot of these encampments and people coming down and supporting and surviving by... By the community coming together and supporting our neighbors, that's what's happening. And then all they see is that when they are able to build community, when they're able to make sure that that um things are getting better better, and improving their quality of life, people came out their houses. Um, the cops came out their houses and started going, no, 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 you can't do it right there. You can't do it right there. It's like, okay, you're giving us resources. No, but we just know you can't be right here. Like, what is that, what kind of message is that? In the middle of a global pandemic, y'all, so people have been out here supporting themselves ever since, and these people are out here doing, organizing. And what we need to be doing is, we don't need to be evicting them, we don't need to be burning down their houses and, and telling them to move down the street. It takes over $50,000 to do these evictions when you start counting how many cops that they have here, right? Which I was at there was fifty to seventy-five cops there. But they supposed to be busy, right? They're supposed to be understaffed, right? But but, they, but they're spending all their resources out here to um to, to evict these people that are doing anything. And what we know is gonna happen is that the, that we're gonna go down the street or we're gonna do it again. So there's a waste of taxpayer dollars. Where's the solution? Telling people to move down the street is not a solution. And it's not one like if can come to taxpayers $50,000. What we need them to do is we need them to stop the evictions. We need them to stop the sweeps. We need them to actually give people resources. I went to the resource page yesterday. The resources page was all electronic. A lot of people don't have electronics. How are most of the the resources electronic? That's absolutely crazy. The day that they did the three evictions pictures and they shut down the halfway house, that was the same day that two people got killed over north and they couldn't find the killer. Because they are spending all their resources making sure that being poor is a crime. That we can't even keep our community safe. Do your job.
4: Back.
0: Yes! Do to your job! Thank you! Stop so, the sweets! Stop the sweets! Stop, stop the sweets! Stop the sweets! Stop, stop the sweets! Stop, sweet. stop the sweets! Stop, stop the sweets! Stop. Stop, stop the sweets! Sweet. Stop stop the sweet. the sweet. With that being said, I want to say that we're asking for them to stop. The encampments um, are evicted. We want our neighbors to be able to live in peace. We don't want to burn their houses. We don't want to take away any of their property, especially with this hard winter coming. That's absolutely disgusting. Yes, yep. yes. And with that being said, all power to the people. All power, oh, to, power to the, the people.
4: people! As we know, I work with a lot of families that have lost loved ones at the hands of law enforcement. And to stand here with people who have no housing, have nowhere to go, and to watch them be, watch their homes that they've created for themselves be ramshacked and dismantled is really hurtful. It makes me wonder where are we at as human beings? At the end of the day, this goes down in my mind as white supremacy. White supremacy and white privilege. Because we know that majority of the people that are out here happen to be brown bodies that are out here. They come and they dismantle these people's homes and they don't have any other resources. At least if you're going to dismantle their homes, tell them they have to leave. You should be able to give them a resource of where to go and where to turn and what to do. But you come and you dismantle where they live and then you give them nothing. It is inhumane and it's not right. Our families that have lost loved ones at the hands of law enforcement, our homeless community, all of us are being treated the same. We're being ignored. We're being overlooked. They have a $10 billion surplus. They walked out of the Capitol last year or this past year for the legislative session without passing anything that could help the homeless, anything that could help uh, the families that have lost loved ones. You guys have the funding to do this stuff. So why isn't it getting done? Listen to the community. Listen to the cries of the community. Listen to what the people are saying. The people are saying we need help out here. The people are saying that our backs is up against the wall. The people are crying for help out here. We need the people that are sitting in the legislative sleep seats, like Warren Limmer and Jeremy Miller, to listen to the cries of the people in which you serve. We put you in those positions. Mayor Fry, and all of you, The people put you there, listen to us, hear from us, sit down at the table, we have the solutions. We know what needs to change because we live what needs to change. These people are out here sleeping on the ground. That's living what needs to change. We need these people to come to the table. This is not us pointing fingers. This is not us being angry. This is us pleading for your help for the people that are suffering, and we don't need you to add more suffering to people that are already in pain. We need people to be human beings. We need people to understand that these are human beings no matter what we look like or our economic status, what we have or don't have. We're still human beings, and we deserve to be treated as such. one another, and we have the duty to do the right thing as human beings. These are human beings, and they don't deserve to be treated like this. Thank you. We're going to close out with the side of We have a duty to fight for our freedom. We have a duty to fight for our freedom. We have a duty to win. We have a duty to win. We must love and support one another. We must love and support one another. We have nothing to lose but our chains. We have nothing to lose but our chains. <laughs> we have a duty. People. Oh, people. Give a round of Thank you.
2: And that is our report. We will link to a video from the event that contains more speeches in the show notes. All of the on-site audio for today's show was provided courtesy of Urban Cabin Studios. Thanks for listening. Solidarity.
3: This has been a Socialist News and Views special report.